0: Good, good. How about you, Jeremy?
1: Oh, doing good, doing good, man. It feels like winter's on the way soon. Hi, yay, yay.
0: Well, for some of us.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: It's so weird that day, this week that you posted that you were had to scrape ice <laughs> yeah. for the first time. Well, you know, this year, that same day was a record high here. Really, like one hundred degrees. Wow. Fahrenheit. That's crazy. If it was one hundred Celsius, we'd all be
1: dead. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> the temperature of water boils. Your blood would your blood would literally be boiling. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Yeah, so we had I think Monday and Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, I forget. Both days were like the first was minus one when I woke up, and the next was minus two degrees Celsius. I'm like, oh man. So we had to uh like all over our, we still got like hanging planters on our front porch you have to bring them all in and put a tarp over them so they don't don't get frost and but then this morning i wake up and it's like nine degrees out so it's whatever and we're supposed to get 26 in a couple days which is like i don't know it might be 80 i think something like that so it's just so it's this a weird... time of
0: year where it's you know can't make up his yeah. mind
1: yeah wild fluctuations but
0: weather has attention deficit disorder
1: yep yep it sure does But I'm actually surprised. Like, the leaves are hanging on good. I mean, they're starting to turn. And, uh, you know, there's sometimes, like, on Labor Day where it's snowing. Like, you know, we had Labor Day a couple weeks ago, and there's a a big football game they play here, Labor Day Classic. And sometimes it's, like, minus 10 and snowing. So I think this has been a pretty good end of summer. It's kind of staying nice for a little longer, so it's good. Oh, guess what? Uh... Two days ago, I went out so when I in the shop, I don't have the bathroom hooked up here yet, so I don't have a washroom, so I just go outside to pee on a go pee on a tree. Anyways, I went out to take a leak and I come back in, seven deer between the shop and the barn. Just walking around. And I, I was able to like open the door, sneak back in, go get my binoculars. But uh I haven't bought my license yet. And I'm I'm telling you, there's probably seven deer and I think the longest shot I would have had to take was, like, 30 yards, if that. Like, oh, man. One yeah. buck.
0: And the minute you have a license. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And deer season starts. You'll be like, where'd they all go?
1: Yeah, de- deer season's on here for archery. September 1st is when it opens. So I'm, like, just really lollygagging at getting my my license. My sons both have their licenses. And then... Uh, Once I kind of went into the shop, they kind of thought something was up. And then I think they heard somebody up at the house because then they kind of scooted towards the field. But, um, yeah, Isaiah, who's here, like Kobe's got his license, but he's obviously in college and like every week, every other weekend he comes home. But I asked Isaiah, I said, you've been shooting lately? He's like, no, I said, well, you need to you need to start flinging some arrows because there's literally seven deer that were in prime shooting location and uh so he got his bow out and started he probably hadn't shot since last year and he's like oh man i suck and he's so frustrated He's like yeah i said that the thing is this archery isn't like riding a bike you don't just get on and right back to where you left off you gotta you gotta keep that skill tuned you know i I said most people that let hunt they shoot you know for a month or two leading up to hunting season at least they try and get out fairly regularly you know so but he was flinging some arrows and then uh by the end of it he was like a lot happier and then he went out I think he's been going out every day so so the thing is if you're gonna take a shot at an animal you have to know for sure that you are dialed with you know what I mean like gun is different I mean if your gun sighted in and you look after it you know it's not like yeah it's good to keep keep up on this stuff but archery is it's weird like it's your body and the yeah you definitely need to know know that you're in the zone and and kind of regularly used to doing it but I'm excited man so between the three of us, we could get three deer, and that would put a lot of meat in the freezer. But yeah, oh, is there a lot of hunting around
0: you? Well, I live in, right in the middle of a hunting club. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the people up the the rich people up the street, the street around the mountain who have the you know, million dollar cabins up there. Three of them, uh you know. They you can buy like a hunt from them.
2: Oh
1: wow!
0: You pay five, six, seven thousand. You go there and you shoot an exotic deer or bighorn sheep or whatever.
1: So, do they bring them in, or are they all no, They
0: raise them here. Oh, okay. Believe me, a yeah, nice summer day when the wind's blowing in the wrong direction. Ooh-wee.
1: yeah. <laughs> Your game farm.
0: Oh God, it stinks. But huh. then they have some axis deer. <laughs> they raise. They raise. I don't know about nine miles from here. Hmm. I like to go by them just watch because they're such beautiful animals.
1: Mm-hmm. Apparently, they taste good too.
0: That's what I heard, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Cool. You never? Do you ever do much hunting?
0: I haven't since I left. Uh, came back east. Gotcha. Because I hunted, yeah. then I went out west and hunted. And now, coming back here, you're shooting a deer like the size of a dog, comparatively speaking. Mm. You know, because you go out in the Rockies and you get a muley or a whitetail there, and you compare it to the size of a whitetail here, it's you're like, really? Yeah. And I, I swear, this is the truth, and anybody on earth can argue with me and I don't care. Um, there was a elk walking in the middle of, uh, a downtown in a southeastern Tennessee tourist destination. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not much bigger than a muley. Really? (laughs) I'm like, that's an elk. (laughs) (laughs) Where? A midget elk.
3: I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, That's
0: crazy. I mean, no. He was. Don't get me wrong. He was big, but not like, you know, Montana or Canada elk big. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of those elk, man, they you almost wonder if you. They almost seem horse sized. You know, like I think or some of the elk it, around it, here.
0: Yes, and um, the, I think the statute of limitations is told by now, but. The elk I had the bull elk I shot for somebody else because he, um, I think he was right on the verge of frostbiting his hands,
3: mm.
0: and he just couldn't. And uh, let me see your gun. Shot it. Gave him back his gun. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing was huge. Huh. It took three of us to, um, once we relieved him of his head, yeah. pick up the head. Really, I mean, it's also awkward. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's not that it took three people to carry the weight. It's just awkward.
3: Mm-hmm. But, hmm.
0: and no, we didn't just take the head. You know, you gotta, you have to take the head with you along with whatever else you take. Yeah. Um. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you get a nice elk, man. That's a lot of lot of good meat.
0: Oh, oh, and that elk was delicious.
1: Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know.
0: One of those things like elk, um, antelope. I can still remember how each one tasted. Hmm. You know. Hmm. Uh, Cool. And I've always wanted a uh, a caribou because I hear they're pretty good. Yeah. But I'd have to go someplace else to hunt
1: that. Yep, yep, yep. Somewhere cold and remote. You had caribbean? I never have. Uh yes, I have, actually. Uh, we were at a... is is at a restaurant, though. It's like, a really high-end... Um, kind of like a boutique hotel in Banff, Alberta. And, like, really expensive. And then they had a game appetizer night. And it was done up as, like, cold cuts. So it was, like... Uh, They took caribou. So it wasn't like actual caribou meat. It was like they made caribou salami. So I guess I can't say how it is because you could pretty much take anything, probably put a cat into a salami, and it would taste just fine.
0: (laughs) Was that up at the castle? Nope. Okay. Nope. I just, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I forgot to tell you about it, but I um, bid on a charity auction. Oh, yeah. For, it was a, Four day, three night stay at the castle up in Banff.
1: Oh, yeah. The Banff Springs Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Did you win it? What,
0: I mean, I don't know why they call it the castle. It's not the name of it, but.
1: I know, but it. it then you see
0: the picture and you're like, oh, now I know.
1: Yeah. Did you get it?
0: No. Oh, bummer. Oh, no. Somebody paid probably three times what it's worth, mm. but it was for charity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I put in a grand and there was no way I was going to get it, but. Yeah. Although, it took a long time to outbid me.
1: Huh. Yeah, the place is unbelievable. So, Steph and I stayed there last summer. Man, it is such a great place. Um, The hotel itself is really interesting, and it's, you know, it's pretty crazy. Actually, we stayed there twice last summer. So, we stayed once just Steph and I, and we went for, like, our honeymoon, belated honeymoon, and then we went in the fall as a family. And, uh, yeah, man, it's cool. You can walk right, like, it's probably like a five-minute walk to downtown Banff, which is super handy, because then driving in Banff is kind of crazy, because there's not a lot of parking, and like, if you want to go downtown, you got to find a parkade, and then you're walking a couple minutes anyways, so, and it's funny, because where they're at, you'd think you're in the middle of nowhere almost, but it's like, Banff's right there, and yeah, it's cool, it's cool. We had... um like we told them is our anniversary, <clears throat> and so when we went there, they had like complimentary champagne when we came in the first night, and like really fancy, like handmade chocolates and stuff like that. And it's it's cool, man. It's a good place. Good little restaurants, some really good little restaurants in that hotel. But and there's a golf course right there too if you like golfing. But yeah, that'd be cool.
0: I think I liked golf. Because it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I don't like playing if you're being rushed by the people behind you. Yeah. I like, well, and that was a nice thing about playing on the base, you know, because almost all mm-hmm. Air Force bases used to have um, really? golf courses, but.
1: I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah,
0: And we would, if depending on the base, like when we were in Missouri, almost nobody was on the golf course. Uh so you could just go there with some buddies and have a, a nice social outing that wasn't at a bar or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Yeah. Because I'm not a bar guy. I never liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, with one exception. Um, I've been to a – somebody in Tampa took me to a like a private cigar bar. That was cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: That was like walking back in time. It was Mm. an actual gentleman's club. You go there, you read, you talk, you network. Yeah, yeah. You have a snifter of brandy, a cigar, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Those are good old times. Not that I. And it wasn't,
0: and it's not (laughs) like a country club setting where everybody's like, oh, Muffy. Uh, It was, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of like what you're involved with now, but not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't
0: want to make that comparison, cause I, but you know what I am saying.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I know those those cigar clubs, like my, where my parents are in it's in, in Cantera in Queen Creek, Arizona, is where they live, and they've obviously got a, like a golf course and you know tennis courts. I don't know, it's probably like sixteen tennis courts, huge pools and stuff, and the clubhouse. They wanted to give it that vibe. And so like in, it's essentially a change room, but you'll go there whether you're swimming or whether you're golfing. And then they've got a couple chairs lined up, like leather chairs in front of a barber setup. So you can actually go, you can schedule a haircut there. And it's exact same feel, like in kind of the, the whole thing, they've got like these lounges, they've got dart boards. um, I don't think you're allowed to smoke inside anymore. So it's not like they have like actual place to smoke cigars, but... Yeah, they tried to set it up, and every time I go in there, I'm like, oh, man, this would have been... It would have been such a cool thing to have been involved with, you know? Like, man, just a gentleman's club, you know? Man, I wonder if you could ever bring those back. Well, no, I I think most men are useless nowadays. Yeah,
0: but now it'd be all pumpkin spice and lace.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I know somebody was... uh, I, I have been really debating for literally three weeks now whether I want to go back to this social media post and say something, Mm -hmm. but it was about men, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was about judging people on their appearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was somebody in my family that was saying it was about a a person in particular that has been unfairly judged on her appearance. Mm -hmm. She's a nurse. But she likes to dye her hair, those weird colors. She has um, <laughs> a lot of earrings. She has tattoos. But she's probably one of the best nurses in that state, mm-hmm. you know. And somebody, and it wasn't even in her career. It was somebody at a grocery store or a retail establishment where the cashier was like, ooh, what, do, you know, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a nurse. And they let you do that, the way you look, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of attitude. Yeah. And so the whole post was about not judging people on their appearance. And I want, I really, 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 really want to say, you're absolutely right. And I have my whole life, because of one incident when I was young, I don't like judging people on their appearance unless you have a top knot <laughs> or you're homeless. Yeah. Or. Uh, yeah, there's some couple other ores I'll leave off, um, but uh, you know what that, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I and and I had to really, you know, dig down deep to be honest with myself. Well, what do you base people ap- mm-hmm. appearance on? How do you make that first snap judgment? If uh, if you do, uh, okay. Um, anybody in uniform. With a badge. I My mind now in 2022, make snap judgments about them. You know, don't mm-hmm. move. You know, say yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am, whatever, because you don't know what they're capable of doing to you. And they'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. Now, people are like, oh, but all cops, are, it's... Uh, uh, Shut up. Yeah. Um. I have so many factual incidents and statistics, because I study this on my own. I used to study it for a job, uh, and it's fascinating to me how they continue to get away with it. Yeah. Um, And it's not just the bad cops, because if there are good cops, they know they're bad cops, and why aren't the good cops doing something about the bad cops? And if good cops don't do something about the bad cops, are good cops really good cops?
1: Ah, There you go. It's a powerful argument.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. and i have seen this i have seen somebody make the tough decision because they're of good moral character turning in a bad cop because they're a good cop and having to live being ostracized yeah yeah but they did it and Mm -hmm. i have utmost respect for that person oh and by the way now they're the chief of their department Mm -hmm. and they're making good changes um slowly but good changes
3: Mm -hmm.
0: right but, you know, I, if you have a top knot, I, I just can't respect you unless you have long hair as a dude, and you have to do that because of your job. And then it doesn't have to be on top, or can it be a bun? Yeah. With a hairnet because you work <laughs> yeah. as a chef. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: yeah. You have a choice in what you do <clears throat> with that hair knot. Yeah. Um. No, no buns. Make a ponytail like... Connor McCloud did in the Highlander and shove it down the back yeah, of your t-shirt. Yeah. Um, top knot, no, go away.
1: Have you ever seen that YouTube video? Stop the knot.
0: Yeah, we uh, talked yeah, about talked that. Was it. um, the
1: best one ever. <laughs> early on
0: in the show, yeah. and uh, how they had to come back and apologize. Yeah. Now, now did they go too far cutting off strangers' top knots? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no, they did not.
1: <laughs> that is so funny. Could you imagine having the cojones to do that and put, put it on And, the and where tube, they did it. I know.
0: To do that. But then again, does, is an Australian as tough as some of those people have to be because it's a very physical society uh, growing up as a guy? Or used mm. to be. Yeah. If you have a top knot, you know, are you really... Do I have to worry about you? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't it,
0: see many rugby players with top
1: (laughs) no it's true you know it's funny like to me the idea of like don't judge on appearances to say that seems so asinine to me because everybody dresses based on how they want to express themselves And, and whether you do or you don't like you know a lot of guys say oh dads don't care about how they look Well, they're just showing the world their style becomes somebody who just, I don't really care, I'm gonna wear whatever, right? But you look at people that are, that clearly choose a deliberate fashion sense. They're communicating who they are to the world. And there's no argument against that. So when people say, don't judge people by how they look. Now, here's the thing, you can't judge their character, but you can make, oh, okay, cool. I get a sense of this person, how they identify as. Right? Like if I was a skater and you know, I've got like some baggy pants and a shirt and, and, and Vans on like, okay, cool. This guy's a skater. Now, you know what? There's some skaters that sit around smoke pot and don't do anything with their life. There's some skaters that are phenomenally uh, ambitious. They work hard. They're like their boss's best employee. And then they skate. So but saying, oh, I don't know if that guy is like a skater or a biker would be stupid guy comes in with leather jackets and patches. It's like, okay, I'm not going to judge him as being a biker, although he's got the big Harley Davidson emblem on his leather vest and a big chain wallet on his waist. But no, don't judge him as a biker. Like, are you out of your mind? You, that is fully retarded to say something like that. Yes, judge people by how they look, the first glance. Now, that's not their character, but at least you can say, you know, say if I was... Uh, say some girl is a ballerina she dances ballet and she sees two people one of them is a biker right a big biker dude and then one of them is a girl that's dressed like like the ballerina is that gives her a thing okay who could I maybe say if I needed a hand with something who would be the best option to ask generally you should go to people that are similar to you and people even will criticize that and say oh, no that's how the world works okay tribes ever to tribes people groups people work in teams because we hang out with people that we get along with we identify with there's some people that are some phenomenal great people that i couldn't stand to be around and that is just a personality clash between the, myself and that person neither one of us are right neither one of us are wrong we just don't get along you know And when people say don't judge people based on appearances, that is the stupidest thing in my mind. If I see somebody walking around in a grocery store and they haven't washed their hair and they're in sweatpants, I will judge that person as lazy. Whereas if I see somebody walking around who's, you know, properly put together, they've got a nice iron shirt and dress pants, I'll judge that person. Okay, this person cares about their appearance. And (laughs) to say anything different is... Is like because saying I'm, we're going to be carbon neutral someday. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I'm sitting here <laughs> in sweatpants, having not taken a shower yet. Oh my!
1: No, me too, Todd. In fact, <laughs> like, I, I've, I've got some like yeah, janky you have to worry shorts about washing on. Your hair. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I've got, I've got like an old hoodie on. I look like a schmuck right now, to tell you the truth. But I'm not going anywhere. Right. Like I would never present myself to the world the way that I'm sitting here in my little podcast office out in a shop.
0: All right, but you can look like you just woke up and walked out to the shop to record a podcast in the house that you're in and still be judged differently than someone who just got up and is now sitting on the front porch of their rickety-ass, falling-down, single-wide trailer in the hills of West Virginia.
1: <laughs> yeah. So West Virginia was a key, key. Oh, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, totally.
0: it, you had, and it is part of nature, by the way, um, being able to, um, see signs of danger or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. W- what are you going to approach first? A dog smiling, wagging its tail or a rattlesnake propped up, um, rattling its rattle. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Why? Why? Why the dog? Why, you know, uh well it looked oh it looked oh like you're judging it on its appearance maybe that snake's really nice and it's wagging its tail because it's happy how do you know yeah god greta go pet the snake (laughs)
1: that's right i know it is so silly and it's like i get it like okay you know when i was young and i've had we've all had people judge us like make a character assessment you know based on how we look because i when i was a teenager i wanted to look weird like i wanted to stand out so i i would go to like the thrift shops and buy retro clothing like literally bell bottoms you know five inch collars and um anything like plastic polyester whatever like the disco days i literally dressed like disco dan and it wasn't cool it wasn't hip but i just wanted to stand out and i've had people like say look at me just instantly okay this kid's a freak and um it's not like I was a gigolo or anything like that like it's not like I had real messed up there's a lot weirder kids in town than me but um you know I've had people say just totally write me off I'm like whatever and then I've also had other people in our church that like old people and they'll look at me and like ah he dresses weird but they would treat me very kind right and but to say that, oh, don't judge somebody based on their appearance is just, man, it's it's just, that's woke. You know, that's mental retardation. It's like, yeah. And I've got a thing. Like, I tell my kids, and, and this may be harsh, and it, yeah, I'd probably get canceled for saying it. <clears throat> but by and large, I, I told my kids, I said, here's a rule that I've set for myself, and this is just based on my own experiences. I do not trust anyone. Maybe I'll get to know them. I change my mind, but at first glance, I will not trust a single person that has hair color in their hair that is not a natural hair color. If you got pink in your hair, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right off the bat, I I don't trust you. Blue, sorry. You know what? I'll be kind to you. I'll be nice to you, but there is something about you that I am not okay with, and I I just wouldn't. I just don't trust you. I, and like
0: I, I approach say, approach guardedly because maybe they're on their way to a ball game, and they have their hair dyed partly because that's the color of their team. Yeah, but then they'd
1: have uniform on, and you could tell that distinction, right? No, and they the the match.
0: I don't know, but, but you can, maybe they dyed their hair yesterday, and right now they're just leaving work. Their jersey's in the car, and you run across them. So all you know is they have pink hair. But Although then I don't you know look, of any sports teams that are pink? Go
1: ahead. Yeah. Or blue, um, like like blue hair, like, like yeah, people I mean, always you know make it. fun of, like, oh, they got blue hair, they're just like a, uh, Woca Cola, you know.
0: Now, I'll say this: there's there's more to it than just hair color, because it, everybody who's, like Greta, that has, colored their hair or streaks, there's more to that, um, uniform than just the hair color.
2: Yeah. Gretchen. So if color you have on a though.
0: suit and you're a girl, you have on a nice, you know, skirt suit going into work because you're a lawyer and you have a little bit of pink in your hair because your mom's a breast cancer sufferer. and you and you're doing the Susan B. Coleman foundation thing. Okay. That that image is way different than somebody with Pink, yellow, and green hair that has on a flannel shirt, men's pants, and a wallet on a chain. Running up to um, men's faces and screaming at them for Mm -hmm. no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wholly different pictures.
1: Yeah, and even, but uh, uh, this is just my experience, and everybody can disagree with me, but I knew people, we we had a next-door neighbor. And at first glance, you'd think she's just a really nice lady. She went to her church and stuff. She always had a little pink streak in her, streak in her hair. And she was actually not a nice person. She was one of these surface, a uh, superficial, nice person that, you know, oh, yeah, all friendly and stuff like that. But when you're the neighbor and you live beside her for five years, you realize, that oh, she's actually very, very selfish. Um, you know, there's no sharing. There's no... You know, if if something is like a bike is left on her lawn, she lets you, you know, you really should take that off. That's on my lawn. I'm like, okay, so you're not a nice person. And you got a little pink streak. I don't know. It may be totally wrong, but my, and you could be a lawyer and have a little pink streak. And my judgment is like, eh, something about you I just don't trust.
0: Well, if you're a lawyer with a pink streak, I'm going to judge you way harsher for being a lawyer because you actually have no soul. That's right. Than the pink thing.
2: Yeah
0: that what you know well you know I get over the pink thing but you're a lawyer and you gotta go yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. who you know, knows I, hey? when
0: I was uh when I had the Harleys on the road and was part of the Harley owners group I was a member of the one in uh two different Harley dealerships. mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> And we had uh doctors, lawyers Outlaws, cops, you know, all kinds of people as part of the club. And as long as you only talked about bikes and sports, everything was copaesthetic.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: And it was so funny because the, the higher up in society people were that were quote unquote bikers, you know, they rode Harleys. Mm-hmm the more they wanted to act like an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the people like me, you just went in there and acted like you, you just happened to be wearing a Harley jacket and riding a Harley.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And then the outlaws, they just went in and grabbed a cup of coffee and sat down and tried to get over their hangover.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) It was funny. Yeah.
0: And one of the guys that, One of the two people I talked to the most was he he was basically like uh, internal affairs. Mm -hmm. But, and he worked right down the hall from me. We were buddies. And this guy who wasn't currently under investigation, but he is probably 50 at the time and had done, 30 years in prison, 25 years of his life in prison, on and on. Oh, wow. And he was trying to walk that that razor's edge between, well, I have to be associating with these outlaws or they'll kill me. Mm. And I don't want to do that anymore. He, you know, he was walking that razor's edge. Fascinating dude. Hmm. Honestly, one of the most intelligent people I've ever talked to. And he just, for some reason, went another route,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and I asked him one day, I said, man, you are, you're like genius level intellect. Um, how come? And he's just like, I don't know. Hmm. He said, I enjoyed school. I was looking forward to, you know, graduating in college and white picket fence. I have no idea what happened. Really? one day I looked around and I was in a um, not the Hell's angels <laughs> but another really yeah big eastern uh, east Coast uh, group hmm. and That's... oh my lord uh, he's like i I don't I, I don't know so when people start saying that drugs, alcohol partying is normally that road to get there. Yeah. Because if you wake up one day, you don't know how you got where you are. There was something, some substance involved.
1: Yeah. <laughs> something or something was clouding your brain over.
0: Or um, <clears throat> a substance of the human humankind. Uh, you're 16 or 17, you fall in love with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. use the term love loosely. Yeah. I have seen that ruin so many lives. Hmm. Um, male and female. Yeah. You know, and people could say, well, no, it's more women. Eh, eh, eh. You only hear about those. Hmm. You know, you don't hear about the <clears throat> the guy stories or the other women stories that were, um, yeah, that, you know, puppy love at 16 or 19 or whatever it is ruined your life because uh, you got married to the wrong person and, you know, had a hard time until you were able to get out of that marriage, you know, mm-hmm. guys go through it too. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And mine was so bad. Uh, once, uh, once we split, um, I didn't go on a date for over two years. Oh, wow. I was done.
2: Yeah. And
0: uh, <clears throat> my buddy, one of my best friends at the time, he's like, man, why don't you ever go out? And I told him a, uh, story and he's like oh <laughs> yeah i get it now
2: that's you probably crazy. should
0: hold off on that
1: <laughs> okay no eh? uh-huh do you know what but so, there's two huge dogs right outside my shop right now oh that's weird two great pyrenees those are big yeah I just got to text Steph because it's about the time when the kids wake up and take our little dog out, so I'm just going to yeah, tell them to stay don't inside bring the for a minute.
0: Don't bring the Great Pyrenees a snack.
1: That's crazy. There, there. Sorry. Sorry, I just had to text. No, you um,
0: haven't seen them around <clears throat> at all, ever?
1: No, no, nope, not at all. Uh-oh. And there's two. Here, I'm just going to step far away from the mic for one sec. Sure. That's weird. No, I had, uh 'cause cause I got like, uh, my security cameras and, um, I just had a notification. I was like, what the heck? And, uh, I look out and I'm like, sure enough, there's two great Pyrenees. Usually they're, wow, well, it's hard to say. So we had a great Pyrenees, greatest family dog because we were its family, but men, well, had to put it down cause it eventually ended up biting somebody that, i don't like and it didn't like but it still shouldn't have bit it but um we've got like, I like how
0: you call the person it
1: yeah no i oh, can't stand
0: it <laughs> <me. laughs> uh, no it's that's... so hilarious because <clears throat> um, uh, you know people talk about vicious dogs and pit bulls aside right mm-hmm. a lot of dog bite especially neighborly dog bites or is your dog biting an a-hole yeah yep you know what? I, I I was a witness to one in Maryland, uh, and I saw the the teenager kicking the dog.
1: Uh oh.
0: And it had it all it could take. And yeah. then, that foot came in for another kick, and it caught it in its teeth.
1: Huh? That's crazy.
0: And, uh, you know, it didn't shake, it didn't try to rip it off. It just said, I'm holding on to this. Yeah. And you, the girl is just screaming bloody murder. You know, blood dripping out of a dog's mouth because oh, they wow. did let him go. Yeah. And I saw the whole thing from them getting off the bus to what happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the parents called the cop, I went out there and I said, yeah, that's all the whole thing. And the parents said, no, you didn't. Oh, really? Um, hey, l- officer, what's your um, phone number? What? I'm going to text you this video. Yeah. Huh? And the mom was like, "Huh? You got a video?" And then she all started backing down because she saw it too.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll and get caught in my lie. And that was huh. the
0: sweetest little Rottweiler. <laughs> yeah. It was no, that's Rottweiler acting like a kitten. Hmm. Because when it was born, and they adopted it, they adopted a cat at the same time, and they kind of played together as babies. Yeah. The cat died of diabetes later, but. Huh. You know, Rottweiler had still some of those mannerisms.
1: Yeah. You know what's weird about these dogs being here is that we don't have close neighbors. Like, I, we don't. I'm
0: thinking that. And I'm like, I hope somebody just to stop on the side of the road and let their dogs run around to use the bathroom on your house, you know?
1: Yeah, but even that, I mean, they're, they like, if they're on the side of the road, they don't know where their dogs are because they can't see our place from the road and— there's a big gate, like, they can't drive onto our property. No, um, just pull over. That's weird.
0: Yeah, people do
1: that. The one thing is, too, is I, I don't know if there's a breeder. So, there's, I'd say the the roads, like, the, there's one road probably like a mile down, maybe a maybe mile and a half, and I killed uh, Great Pyrenees there one day. It, uh, I had a big, huge trailer on with a bobcat, and so, not, not the most nimble vehicle on the road and this great Pyrenees comes up out of the ditch right in front of me I pulled all the way into the left-hand lane because there's nobody coming and I so it kind of ran out and I swerved over it was almost in the other ditch and then turned around and came back so I literally switched lanes and I was like phew and then the, the last second it ran right in front of me and boom like dead center of my truck went under the truck, went under the trailer, turned around, it was just like spinning around on his back. And I mean, that sucker's dead, right? Like I just boom. And um, yeah, so I don't know if there's a breeder. And it is, it's crazy because we had our dog then like, like Lulu, our great Pyrenees. And at first when I saw it come out of the ditch, I was like, Lulu, what are you doing? And I swerve over it and then when they hit it and I'm like, wait a minute, there's no way on earth Lulu's going to be here because this was like, you know, 15 miles from our house. But I don't know. My wife's uncle, aunt and uncle, they've got Great Pyrenees, but they're working dogs and they look after their sheep. And they tell everybody, do not go near our dogs. Like, don't pet the dogs. They're not friendly. And so, Great Pyrenees, they can be like very serious working dogs or good family dogs. But they say when they are family dogs, they're super protective. And uh, like the guy that built our house, he was an absolute shyster, like the crookeder than a dog's hind leg. But Lulu would show fangs to that guy coming and I've never seen her do that and then they know man yeah they see you know if your dog doesn't like somebody that says something and then when Lulu finally bit somebody it was somebody that I really can't stand and uh you know because like our my father-in-law was looking after the dog when we were on vacation and uh this when we went to Turks and Caicos come back pick him up and uh you know he's fine with Wayne and then uh my it's my mother-in-law's latest husband most current husband and who knows just another one another brick in the wall of her <laughs> marriages but uh he come he pulls up and Lulu just started going crazy and I yelled at him i said stay in your truck and i was on the porch and and i said stay in your truck and he gets out and i said get back in your truck and he's like oh hi. and he goes to pet and so lulu bit him and i'm like you stupid retard like are you freaking well you are but what a dipshit if i say stay in your truck and there's a dog showing things and like being super aggressive you got to be fully retarded to step out of the truck like what an idiot man but anyway so we and and that was once a i don't know you know, once you have on a dog that has bit somebody and he was fine, like he went to the doctor and got checked up and wanted to verify all her shots and she was all up to date with her shots and stuff. But I was so pissed off because I'm like, you, first of all, I can't stand your guts. You don't like me. You have no reason to be there. Like he's just trying to get attention. And if I say stay in your truck and you're, oh man, what a freaking moron. The guy's a dumbass man I've met rocks that are more intelligent than that dude like seriously but anyway so I had to put her down because if you have a dog like that and then well we we're kind of debating we we're thinking what we should do and then we went skiing one day and all of a sudden I noticed on my Arlo is that our dog is on the front thing and we always had her her dog house is a little bit away from the house and she was always on a like chain to the ground and stuff so she wouldn't run away that's the other thing with great Pyrenees that once they get going they just whew, they expand their territory as they get older or they like to, but, um, so yeah. And, uh, I'm like, great. So Lulu's off and all she did was sit on our front, like literally right in front of the front door and just stay there all day long. But I thought if my next door neighbor comes home, she might run over there and attack him because she doesn't like him. She's one of the people that like, he was holding a piece of plywood between her and him because she was being so aggressive. And I thought, man, this dog is seriously a liability. And, uh, Yeah. You know, if it bit somebody and that person pressed charges, they'd be like, Has this dog ever bit anybody else? Well, yeah, he, he, he bit my mother in law's current husband, maybe ex husband. Then you're like, Oh, so you have a known dog that attacks people. Oh, okay, cool. And then you're in trouble, right? Like, like you are responsible for the actions of your animal. And I just thought, you know what? That's. She's been a good dog. She's getting older, and I thought, you know what? Uh, It sucked. It sucked. It was like a two-week decision. We thought about and thought about, and we thought we better just put her down. But, yeah, it's weird. Weird that I got two dogs here. I'm going to have to... uh,
0: Now, what is your thoughts on uh, just someone's private property Walking around on your private property. What do you mean? Like there are dogs being loose on your land. Oh, I can shoot In it. most places, dogs are property or animals are property. I can't stand it. This is 2022. Yeah, yeah. If your animal isn't trained to stay on your postage stamp property, um, fence it, yeah. leash it, something.
1: It's just like the same reason but why we had to put our dog, because I'm responsible for what that dog does. And people are like, oh, my dog didn't know he's trespassing. I know, but it's your job to make sure it doesn't. Because I have this place, and if it comes on there, it's because you aren't paying attention to it, first and foremost. Or if you were paying attention, you don't have control of it, which is also potentially dangerous. So your dog on my property, there's no, no good excuse for that. That is pure negligence and i'm of the opinion if it's on my property i have a right to shoot it not that i'm gonna just nope oh, there's a dog kill it you know what i mean but i mean if i ever found out there's a real mean dog and it was like i don't know i got no problems hey man yeah i have Should, a big should've paid attention uh, i mean i, right I i'm now, gonna call my neighbor and see if it's his dogs i don't think it is I, i've got his number now i'll just be like hey this, you don't have great knees, do you and if he does, i say, oh, yeah, they're wandering around here. But Or I'll see, do you know who has them or their phone number? And I'll try and get back to them. But I'm sure they're not going to hang around here. But I don't know. I, I don't trust all dogs because not all dogs are great.
0: Well, I had a huge problem with uh, cases going on around somewhere in Tennessee right now. There was a, a guy who has a dog. And the dog was allowed to run free. Mm -hmm. Went on to the neighbor's property. The neighbor has cattle. Oh, yep. Dog killed a steer or a calf or something. Killed one of his cow. So he shot the dog. He was arrested. Wow. Here's why. And I believe, honestly, the only reason he was arrested... The neighbor is a retired police officer, and the dog in question is a retired canine mm. from the police department. Mm, yeah. Well, so what? They're private citizens now, and I don't care if it was still an active. All right, are you on my prop? Is the dog on my property with a warrant? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, then he was running around and he killed my steer. So I still, yeah. you know, had a right to do what I did. Hmm. And but they, uh, the guy had a record, so they arrested him for. Uh, cruelty to animals and, uh, you know, a felon in possession of a firearm or whatever. But, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it was BS, man. If that had been any other dog with any other owner here in Tennessee, that it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. he went over there and killed a cow. Sorry. Yeah. In fact, the guy who, house, you know, who built this house and then died, they had a Rottweiler. Well, the family didn't want it, so they just let it stay here on its own they abandoned the dog and he had previously went down and killed a cow and uh then the dog disappeared one day so we're thinking there was some you know rancher justice yeah yeah but that's crazy and i think i think more bad thoughts about the people who abandoned the dog than i do the a rancher that was protecting his livestock Mm
1: mm-hmm I know, I don't have
0: any issues with that at all.
1: Yeah, you know, people just—I don't know. Some people think that uh, because they have a dog or a pet, they get a pass card for certain like parts of of responsibility in their life, and it like it, one thing drives me nuts. When we lived in town, is people that they'd be walking their dog, and their dog would crap on my lawn, and they'd leave it, and it happened a few times, and so finally, I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this guy's schedule," and I found. I go out there and yeah, sure enough, like seven o'clock evening, he's walking his dog. His dog, it wasn't on my lawn. It was like on my neighbor's lawn. Dog poops and the guy kind of looks around to see if anybody's watching and then leaves. And so I went and I said, excuse me. He's like, yeah, yeah. I said, you're going to pick that up. He goes, pick what up? I said, your dog just crapped over there. He goes, well, it's not your lawn. What do you care? I said, because he's crapped on my lawn two days ago. And he's like, well, I said, no, you did that. I said, go pick that up right now and uh he's like no, no i said dude this isn't an option this is not a discussion i will grab you by the hand and the neck and make you do it you're picking that up right now he goes well don't have to be an asshole about it and i'm like no i'm not the asshole here you are and uh my goodness like they somehow think like yeah i don't have to be responsible i've got a dog and like with the, these two dogs running on my property i mean i get it maybe they, they honestly ran away because my dog has gotten out too however every time our dog i think our dog got off the leash like broke its leash like three different times every single time i was not called that my dog's loose i went out and found it before anybody else did okay so it's like oh crap my dog's gone i gotta go there's a certain level of responsibility like it's i don't know kind of bugs me it's like two dogs walking around are they what if what if my my son came out here with our little dog to take him out in the morning like we do every morning. And then these dogs decide that they're going to eat my little dog. Like, this, this is a problem. You know, there's something we got to sort out here. And I don't
0: know. And I mean, that's the least of it. What if your
1: I know, hurts my daughter kid. went
0: out with the dog and those aren't really nice dogs?
1: Yeah. And, and that's and, the thing.
0: And they're huge, oh.
1: man. Great Pyrenees are about 90 pounders, like 90 to 120 pounds. Oh, yeah. These dogs out here, they're big. Just from my security footage, I can tell they're taller than the, than the wheel of my truck. Like,
0: hmm,
3: hmm, hmm,
2: hmm, Weird. Anyway, I saw
0: a, a little story about um, it was a Irish wolfhound poodle mix, and it was a humongous dog. It can stand up and is taller than the man who owns it. Mm-hmm. And somebody had tried to steal his wife's purse mm-hmm. while they were out. Um, I, I think she was, she was in the front yard uh, with the dog. Yeah. And the guy ran up to try to snatch her purse. Something. That part of the story is uh, kind of lacking in detail.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And the dog just. Like, tackled the guy and just laid on him. <laughs> you're not going anywhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mom, call the cops. I got it. Yeah. And yeah, it was, you could see him on the little ring video, you know, struggling. And the dog's just like, oh, you're not going anywhere.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and yeah, then and
0: they, the, you see the cop pull up, and as soon as the door opens, you know, the dog gets up and stands behind Mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dogs are pretty smart, like that. And I think generally, by and large, like dogs are good natured. The if a, a blanket statement is that dogs are good natured, they like people. You well, know,
0: yeah, I mean, we children them. We they're they have years and years, decades, centuries of that inbred into them by us.
3: Mm-hmm. You, know? Mm-hmm.
0: you know, be nice to people because you know they feed you. And love you, and they're part of your pack or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know. So yeah, most I, I would say, statistically speaking, all dogs are good natured. Yep. Now there are, you know,
1: there are some mean ones. You don't
0: hear it's like good news. You don't hear that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: You only hear about the uh bad ones, and my. My wife laughs at me all the time because I honestly have, there are breeds that I I don't have any use for whatsoever. And I think we should just stop. Yep. Let those breeds die out. No more breeding them. Um, All of them that exist right now need to be fixed. And then once they die out, gone forever. Mm -hmm. You know, Chihuahua, (laughs) Sharpay, Pitbull, Weimaraner, Whippet. (laughs)
1: Greyhound. Uh. <laughs> okay. I okay, guess one thing about greyhounds. So obviously greyhound racing is a big gambling thing, right? And when the oh, dogs yeah. are not performing, they're like useless. They're garbage to their owners. And slaughter and, them. Yeah. Or you can adopt a greyhound. There's like programs for that. And there's this lady in Strathmore, when we lived in Strathmore and she adopted, I think four greyhounds and I'm not joking she would walk the dogs like we had a canal right behind our house in this huge green space and so we'd see everybody walking their dogs and recreating and every day she'd take her dogs for a walk and she would wipe their bums every time they pooped <laughs> and so i mean she's a responsible dog owner she picked up the poop and then would take a little like tissue out of her pocket lift the tail wipe the dog's bum and put that in the bag with it and i'm like oh my word every day for years we saw her dudes and we actually saw her one time taking a leak (laughs) in the park she didn't think anybody could see her she kind of backed into this these two trees these pine trees that squatted down and just yeah she had to relieve herself but man anytime i hear the dog's wipe
0: her bum (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) with her nose (laughs) no every time i uh Every time I hear the word greyhound, I, I can't instantly. I'm like, oh, uh, the greyhound lady who wipes their butt. Yeah, Sometimes we, you
0: like. We had, uh, when we lived in Tampa or Brandon, it was the whole time we were in Florida, uh, that's all you heard about was, you know, okay, not all you heard about, but you heard about it all the time. Greyhound, the greyhound racing down there. Yeah. Oh, how they're mistreated, blah, 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 blah. Adopt a greyhound. They had to quit doing all that as loudly as they were because the greyhounds are so mistreated, right, their whole life. By the time you go to slaughter them, oh, no, we're going to adopt them out. You know, they attack people. They bite them. They hide Mm. in a corner. You know, they're almost unfixable. Yeah, yeah. Some, you know. Hmm. That's crazy. uh, Oh, and here's another one. Even though they are incredibly cute, there have been – No less than three public instances of French Bulldogs eating their owners' faces. Really? And not when they're dead. It's not like the owner died and left the dogs, you know. Everybody's in the house together. Mom's dead in the kitchen. Been four days without food. Oh, well, we got to do what we got to do. Oh, no. Um, One lady was standing on her back patio, and the dogs just ate her face. Um, Killed her. Another one mauled a a little girl. she's still alive
3: hmm.
0: um, and she has got horrible psychological scars. No, no kidding. Uh, and then the other instance was it wasn't in this country, but it was ugh, it was a woman and her kid uh, got eat up by a French bulldog. really. Frenchies are cute, but dang, yo.
1: Wow. They're um, not that big though, are they? What? They're small dogs, aren't they?
0: Yeah. But they're incredibly powerful for their size.
1: Yeah. I just I just kinda and think. And these are that if, women they're doing this too. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not saying women aren't strong, but these Gen women weren't not. strong.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could, you can't get canceled for your facts. Men are generally factually stronger than women. They're actually born with more higher muscle.
0: Well, the two women were elderly. Two of the women were elderly, and the little girl was a little girl.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh,
0: now, the little boy when they got mauled, too. Just not that's, let's not change the facts of the story. You know, for your wokeness, people, it, it, these are the facts. They got mauled. Yep. They couldn't fight the dog off, so whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Just live with it. Um, The two ladies did not live with it. And so I'm saying, Frenchies maybe gotta go. Maybe we need to look at this. Hmm. Boston Terriers. Um, I have family members that just, that's the best dog in the world. I'm like, no it ain't.
1: Hmm.
0: Any dog whose hobby is slobbering yeah, I know. It's Sorry.
1: Yeah. You know what the thing I don't get is people that have, like, super high shedding dogs. And then they go out with, like, a half a pound of dog hair stuck to their clothes. Like, yeah. That's gross. See, there's another time. I look at somebody to judge them. I'm like, you don't have very, a very clean house. Like, don't judge me. It's like, well, you've got, like, like, I can see all the dog hair all over you right now. So you obviously aren't cleaning your house enough. And we had... uh a uh cavalier and uh man that thing shed so much we literally vacuumed our house five times a day and we'd still find hair on it and i'm like this is disgusting and i drew the line one time so we have our pantry and this dog was also really like we got it when it was older like maybe 2 or something and i think the people that had it before us didn't discipline it at all like it it did whatever it wanted and it we would work on it and it knew what it wasn't supposed to do, but it would still just, like, it would jump up on the table while we're eating dinner. And I'm like, you stupid dog. So I drew the line one time. I, I was getting butter out of our pantry and there's a dog hair in the butter. And I'm like, Hugh. I'm like, that's it. Done. This dog is gone. And so we got rid of it. But man, that's gross. See, people, it's like, ugh. And uh, yeah, slobbering dogs. Uh, like, hairy dogs. Like, I will never have a shedding dog in a house again. Like, that was the last time. I don't understand. I mean, yeah, like, Lulu, our dog, shed a lot. But she was an outside dog. You know, we had a... I built a really nice insulated dog house for her. Minus 30 degrees outside. And she was laying out in front of it. She never went inside there. Because she liked the cold, you know, but...
0: Well, she's just trying to make you feel guilty. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. No, it was weird. Like, she would... Ne- it was crazy and then you look it up and the, yeah they say some some great pyrenees they say in the winter time it's actually not good for them to like have them in your garage or in your house because their coats are so heavy and they're they're never they have a hard time regulating their temperature
0: yeah, yeah. i've always wanted a newfoundland but i've never yeah. gotten one for that reason because we lived in florida maryland yeah and now here it's yeah it gets cold in the winter but it's too temperate otherwise yeah i don't want to do that to the dog mm-hmm I want a Newfoundland so bad, my whole life I can taste it, but I don't want to do that to the animal. Mm-hmm. I just can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh, so changing gears completely here. You got any uh, plans for grilling anything on the weekend? Or have I you done any? I may take out uh...
0: some beef ribs and do that. Yeah. It's either the beef rib or the lamb roast. You know. Oh, right on. Um. I was going to do chicken breast, but um, someone, not me, won't name any names, uh, thought them out too early and left them in the fridge too long. Oh. And now they're just sitting in pink soup. Uh, Ooh, not happening. Yeah. Ty don't mess with, like, chicken.
1: No. I, I told you about, did I I tell you about what happened with our chicken wings? Yeah. Last week. Yeah. So, you know, it was gross. I, I took them out, they like, go put them in the garbage and then I brought the garbage out to the shop here. Cause you don't want that in the house. And uh, we have like a big old drum that we just put our garbage bags in until I take them to the dump. I uh, threw all the garbage bags into my truck. Cause Tuesday morning, <laughs> when I put it in there, uh, the bag must've broke open. Not, not much, just a tiny hole. And anyways, and then I'm emptying at the dump. And I picked this bag up and underneath it is just a whole slew of maggots like probably like 400 maggots i'm like (laughs) almost puking and that i find that the weirdest thing how rotting meat turns to maggots like is that flies that lay eggs in there is that what that happens? okay because that's just going to become flies right
0: yeah oh my goodness just flies
1: so disgusting it brought back the memories of that rotten chicken. Ugh. That's gross. The good thing is like in the back of my truck, and then I just as soon as I got down on the highway, they all just sprinkled themselves over the road. <laughs> That's so gross though, man.
0: <laughs> so I heard this week you uh had another knife, so
1: Yes, yes, it did. There's this crazed knife collector that can't stop. He's got a real problem, actually. We're, we're going to form a support group for him. You know, he bought another one of my knives. So, did well, Danette hey, tell you? you? Know. Did Danette hey. tell you we're, we're going to start a support group for you? <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> She's really we'll worried. We talk about Todd. it
0: every Friday at eight o'clock.
1: <laughs> She's really worried, Todd. <laughs> I just don't know what to do. I don't know who I can talk to. He bought another knife. <laughs> no. I appreciate that, Todd.
0: I, I appreciate it. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Before, yeah, you know, before one hit, and
2: yeah, and no, it's a, it's a I know it's uh, it's
0: I I I will tell you this. Uh, I have the picture up on my right hand monitor right now. Yep, yeah. and you know,
1: I'll send you the high res files. Beautiful. I'll send you the the high quality pictures.
0: And I, I gave people an hour because by the time I yeah. saw it. Your post was like an hour and so, you know, hour or so long, old. Yep. And I'm looking at the comments. Oh, this is, you know, greatest night, blah, 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 blah. All these awesome comments. And I'm like, oh, it must have been, oh, what? All these comments and they're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, nobody went and bought it. jerks. (laughs) I just went back. I, I, uh, oh, it's a great knife, huh? Why didn't you buy it, you cheap
1: I don't know. Do you know what? I comment, like, guys will make gorgeous knives. And I'm like, oh man, that is insane. I will never buy that. Even if he priced it for 50 bucks, I'd be like, Nye. I don't know. I feel, I, I kind of feel bad that I don't have knives from other makers. I know a lot of makers buy knives from other makers, and I don't know. I'm
0: sketchy about that. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you and I have had this conversation, and I don't think you, uh, you fully agree with me, but, um, all the way back to the first sliver I bought, you know, the first one you made and, mm-hmm. and then very similar designs to that sliver started showing up by other makers on Instagram. I'm like, you know, they say, Im- you know, imitation is the
2: mm-hmm. serious
0: form of flattery, but come on. Yeah. well <clears throat> That's somebody's uh, IP, you know, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm anyway yeah.
1: yeah actually one of the uh gentlemen in lodge uh he's a retired doctor and uh he i make him a sliver so his name's jim curry he's from england and uh no he's scottish and he talks a really nice guy super nice guy He goes, oh, i always like to buy myself some nice things and i love knives um he's an obgyn his whole life but um he's like yeah he goes would you make me one of those? And I was like, yeah, I could make you one. And like, then, like he asked how much they sell for So He goes, oh, okay, good. He goes, I'm going to buy my, this will be my Christmas present to myself for this year. So he wants the tuxedo sliver just like that one. Yes. So. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Hey, that thing is so awesome. I had to go buy a gun that matches it. Yeah, for
1: like like,
0: <laughs> right. t- Literally a suit gun and knife or barbecue combo.
1: Yeah, know? yeah.
0: Saying.
1: yeah oh i got well i can't i'm not gonna say anything yet but i have come up so i haven't done a lot of knives this year right i mean that's no secret and uh with the move and everything it was like a couple months since i'd ground any knives out and uh started cranking back into it this week and i feel like i have lost a lot of my skill in freehand grinding like a lot like I think well, like I wrecked muscle
0: it. memory and it, just like we were talking with Bo yeah you lose
1: it yeah so I wrecked I think the four blades <laughs> in a row <laughs> in less than an hour that I did just wrecked them like it didn't work I'm like oh my word this sucks two of them were stainless I'm like shoot man that's like I don't know that's like 20 30 bucks of steel that he just toasted in like 10 minutes I don't yeah I could do something. I can make a smaller knife. Knife makers don't make me They He makes smaller knives. That's a garbage statement if I ever heard it. But, um, And uh, there's this jig. There's this idea for a jig in my mind that I've had and I've never known how to make it. But I know it's the weirdest thing on earth. And I figured it out this week. It's like an epiphany. It hit me. And I've tried one prototype. And uh, the first one I did is made of brass. And so I'm actually going in today to pick up some aluminum to make another one. But this thing is going to, I don't know, maybe it's not, maybe I'm the only one excited about it, but it's like a fixed angle jig. So, you, you know, you can't really adjust it. And uh, you know those, have you seen the true tilt table? Yeah. It's like that, but different. And you can actually change the belts without taking this jig off and like like I say I mean every knife jig that's like the true tilt table that's not anything new I mean I built one of those like over two years ago right um and yeah it's good it works okay this is going to be better the problem I didn't like with that one with, with the true tilt concept is that you grind at a 36 grit to rough it in and you're going to jump to say a 120 to put some better grinds on well now your your jig's gone like you have you've taken it down and you will never get it exactly the same and i don't care who you are or how you set things up it's just not going to happen now it, it might be close enough that you just okay just push in a little bit more but by and large it's a royal pain in the butt to to do that so you rough it in then you finish it by hand this jig that i have i mean i'm not if it works out I'm i'm going to make some knives and do some videos but i'm not going to show the whole thing and then i'm going to actually get some of these cnc machined and like maybe 10 of them and then i'll actually do a video about them and say hey if you want i got and they're going to be cheap like that is it's absolutely the most simple thing on earth but if you don't have like a milling machine you can't build one but i'm stoked about it man i don't want to say anything on the podcast here i'll tell you when we when we hit the old stop button but i think it's going to work good and and you know i need to i definitely am going to just get back to where i can grind freehand again but like I was thinking, you know, it'd be nice if you had a, uh, a repeatable way. Like, say, if I just set up and I did, you pick a simple knife, like I don't know, any, any basic knife, and you could just do, okay, this week I'm going to make twenty of these, and they're not—they're not like custom; they're all handmade, and you just boom, boom, boom. But if you had a really quick way to grind those bevels in, you heat treat them all, you know, grind one day, you could probably get the heat treat done the same day, and then you finish, and then. You just so you could, okay, now I've got like 20 knives for Christmas. You know what I mean? So if somebody wants a knife, they can get one. And then you can price them accordingly because it's not like I'm back and forth with a customer on design and this and that. But, um
0: yeah. Oh, don't forget um, Warren Buffett's uh, marketing and business rule. What's that? If you price something too cheap, that's how people perceive it. Yeah, well, that's this true. is cheap I don't want it yeah um, anyway
1: yeah I'd probably price it the same but then finally you would be actually making a half decent money like if you listen to like knife specific podcasts everybody talks about what a pain it is to go back and forth not with every customer because I've got some customers that are phenomenal'll they'll, they'll send me a drawing and be like I would like this steel, and I'd like a you know any type of a blue handle oh, okay cool. And then I'll send them a couple pictures of the G10. Oh yeah, that's perfect. You make it. And it's like, this is exactly what I want. Some customers, they'll send you a picture and what steel they want. And like, okay. And then what kind of, what color of handles do you have? So what are you interested in? Send me all the colors you have. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it changes from day to day. Like, like I may use up all of one color. So you, you literally lay out all your G10, take a picture. Do you have anything more like this? No, I just sent you a picture of every color I have. Could you order that for me? I'm like, yes, I can. Okay, what website are you gonna order and what's the sample from there? Like literally I've done that where I take screenshots from websites for the color. Oh, okay, you think you could do that? And then they want, they're explaining a custom mosaic pin that they want. I, I would like something with like six bars and then one hollow tube in the middle. I'm like, oh, dude, why don't you buy the materials? Send it to me and I'll subtract that from the price. Because this whole thing I'm doing with you, like this three hours and we're still not at the point where we agree on the materials. Now it's getting to the point where like this sucks, you know? So. So not, yeah, like if you can bypass that and be like, sorry, I know everybody loves custom knives and it's like the idea to design your own knife is is nice, but man, some people just, they don't, they don't value time. And I understand if you, if you buy a custom knife and you want exactly what you want, you should get exactly what you want, especially if you're paying for it, but then be efficient, be clear, you know, don't do your window shopping after you place an order. You want black handle? You want blue handle? What what color do you want? Just tell me and tell me where to get it from, and that's that. Over done.
0: But you know, I was I'm looking at I'm still trying to find a uh, somebody that can well design a logo for me mm-hmm. that is not one going to cost me an arm and a leg, but two that I trust to work with me. Mm. And I don't, I am not one of those people that are like you're describing but anyway i i was on of all things craigslist looking at something else and uh one of their professional uh categories is you know creativity and so i'm like what is that clicked on it and drilled down in logos right mm-hmm. graphic design and i saw this one individual's Ad, and i'm like that is brilliant and not just for what you do it would fit for anything and you're um talking about custom knife orders reminded me of this they're like uh simple design two consultations so two back and forths Mm -hmm. total of one hour is one price Um, more complicated design, up to four back and forth, total of two hours. This price, mm-hmm. but they are putting a time limit on it, mm-hmm. and because they value their time, and yeah. they should, you know, yeah, totally. Yeah. You, oh, people think, oh well, well, I'm ju-, you're just drawing a logo. Well, how much time is it going to take? What is your time worth to you?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, And when I told that to, uh, one of the contractors, uh, he was like, Oh, I was a I'm like, but what is your time worth? <laughs> well, you know, I charge, it, you know, if I went, um, time and material, I'd have to charge a hundred dollars an hour. I'm like, well, the last job I had was completely, I want to say mental. Mm-hmm. And I, I got paid 65 bucks an hour, which is pretty good.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, so that's what my time is worth. And you're wasting it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. all this wasted time, I am subtracting 65. Oh, no, oh, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> well then, you know, yeah. E. <laughs> P. or get off the pot. Yeah. And, yeah. But, you know, so there's the, and as a collector and as that customer, I can say, never done that. Never will do that uh, because I'm only going to uh, makers that I honestly trust. Yeah. You know? yeah. <clears throat> uh, because I think you're asking somebody who is to create art, functional art, mm-hmm. particularly with knives. Yeah. And furniture, right? Yeah. Um. So you're you're asking somebody to create functional art, but you want to guide their artistic nature every step of the way. Well, do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I collect Jeremy Gertz knives. Mm. I don't collect Todd Fuss knives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like I you know collecting Blackrock knives. Yeah, and him and I have had a d- discussion uh, similar to this when I was gonna have him make a uh, custom knife and in- before his stroke, uh, and then that kind of just fell off the table. Hmm. Never did get back with me. And I'm not gonna bu- bug him because I'm not that guy either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, no, I, I, you know, if you have questions for me, like, hey, how was this? You know, does this look like what you want? I I explain what I'm going to do with the knife and what I'd like it to kind of look like.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like a hunting kind of cleaver. Yeah, that's what I want.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, and you trust me to do it? Yep, absolutely. Well, wow. and it and it took him off guard.
3: Hmm.
0: You know, because people don't do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just like if I wanted to. Uh, if I wanted another Jeremy knife, and if I wanted something custom, which I do, but I'm not going to bug you about it, because um, you, you've been super busy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, last year or so, I'm like, and I, I, uh, anyway, yeah, hey, this is the kind of knife I want. um, A little bit of sliver, a little bit of finger, you know, marriage kind of thing. Yep. But I'm like, eh. I also know how you hate that yeah. with people telling you how to design something.
1: I wouldn't say I hate it. If it's a good design, I like it, but I've told people like, Hey, can I get a custom knife of my design? I'm like, yes. And there's one gentleman in particular, I don't know where he's from, not Netherlands, anyways, somewhere in Europe. And maybe it was one of the favorite knife designs I've ever seen. Like, I don't know if I've drawn a knife that I liked as much as this guy's knife. And I'm like, brilliant. He told me, he said, you know what, you feel, I didn't. I told him, I said, this is one of my favorite knives. There's one that I made and um, it was a skeletonized handle. I did a video about it and I think he wrapped it in paracord or I did, I forget. But um, I told him, I said, I'm telling you that I saw the picture you drew and I was excited about it. He said, I cut it into my hand. I'm like, this feels phenomenal. And then I made the knife and I was testing it out. And I said, this is probably one of the favorite knife designs that I've ever made. Uh, And I didn't design it, but I made the knife. And he said, oh, feel free to use it if you want. You can even, you know, produce them and sell them. And I said, I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, I I just, I don't know. If I did, I would want it to be like in partnership with him. And then he gets a certain, because to me, there's value in that. Right. Like it's like when someone steals my knife, it, my designs, it pisses me off. Um, and I don't know, there's nothing wrong with making somebody else's design. Like I'll do that for people. But I figure if it's going to be my knife, it I always want it to be designed by me too. And that's just me. That's just a personal thing. Some people that find like a generic design on the internet, make and sell that one. That, that's fine. Like I've got nothing against that. Um, if you rip somebody off blatantly, that's not that respectable, but honestly... Again, I don't, don't really care, but me personally, I like to be the one that penned the shape. Um, but yeah, and then I get some designs, and I did this one for this guy, and they're terrible. They're the most hideous knives I've ever made, and he wanted me to do a video about them. And uh, I'm like, dude, I, I can't, you know? I just And I said, okay, we'll see. we'll see if I can do it when I get to it, and I just couldn't. I'm like, there's no way on earth I'm going to make a video about this knife, because this is the ugliest knife I've ever seen.
0: Dude, you want me to make a video? I'm not even going to put my ass that hallmark on it. No, <laughs> I don't want to be associated with this ugly ass thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is something else, man. <sighs> now, for the purpose that he wants it made, it it's actually going to work. Like, it's a highly functional knife. Uh, and so I will give him that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's some knives that that would work super great, but they look hideous. And I like the knife to both work good, but I also want it on its own as an object to just look good. Like, oh, that's pleasing to the eyeball. It looks like a good knife. But, yeah, these ones do not. These, <laughs> these things are absolutely gross. But his personal style, I mean, uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, anyway. I will say um, <clears throat> early on uh, that uh, the knife maker and axe maker, Liam Hoffman,
3: mm-hmm.
0: he came up with a knife design, that that hollow ground doohickey.
1: Yeah, with the three hollows in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That was my favorite knife design until the sliver and the finger. Hmm. I still think they're the most fluid line knives I've ever
1: seen. Oh, well, thanks, Todd. I appreciate that. Yeah, I like the Liam, I like that triple hollow knife that he has.
0: And he talks about, and I'm not, de, de, you know, saying he's wrong and I'm not debating, not denigrating him in any way. He's a phenomenal maker. Yeah. And businessman. But I don't understand how he says that's an incredibly functional knife for this, this, and this.
3: Hmm.
0: I, I don't see because it's still a, a, a thick old girl.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To have the you know the three hollow grinds, particularly the ones in the middle on both sides, mm-hmm. the outermost part of that hollow ground is still thick. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: the one thing that, yeah, the one thing that always kind of I mean I, I I shouldn't say I'm just I'm nitpicking here, but I don't follow him. Uh, maybe I used to, um, but he he'll grind one of those and he'll show it. And he's like triple hollow grind. It's not as easy as it looks. And I'm like, well, it's not, it doesn't look easy, but, and he always be like, it's not easy doing these. I'm like, well, of course it's not idiot, but it's kind of like a braggadocious, like, no, just grinding a good single flat bevel isn't easy either. It takes practice. Now, obviously for the, for, you know, as long as you've been making knives and for how many knives you make, he makes, he's a very prolific maker. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, of course it's not easy, but you, your first one wasn't that good. When people say, oh, it's not as easy as it looks, I'm like, nobody's thinking it's easy here, moron. But the first one you did like that probably looked like garbage, and it probably took you 10 of them till you got one that was really nice and crispy. Nah, that's not easy. It's time. Like, I don't know. That's, I, I think I followed him, and he kept saying, that's not as easy as it looks. I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah, I quit
0: following him, <laughs> but over something completely unrelated
1: He's mm. so. he's got a cockiness i don't know i don't know again maybe and, personality and clash the,
0: he he stood his ground on something i don't i don't think anybody should mm. and it was about um he was being very very arrogant way too arrogant and what I'm was like, it about mm, gotta go
1: what was he standing his ground about
0: uh, you know what I can't even remember
1: the. <laughs> Is that part? What it was
0: actually about, um, yeah. but it because his reaction overwrote everything else. Mm, gotcha. I'm like, uh, really? Hmm. Yeah. No. No. And then, um, uh, I wanted one of his kyber swords.
1: Okay, I've never seen those.
0: And, oh, they're it's beautiful, but. I'm like, no. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I said no because uh the price.
1: Oh really?
0: And I can't even remember it was well above two grand. Oh wow. I'm like, no, no. That
1: ain't cheap. No.
0: I would uh I would make I might pay that for oh god, I can't remember his name. Uh, he's another maker of very early, fortune and fire, but now he's incredibly famous for his Damascus.
1: Not Neil, no Neil Cummerbund, no, no,
0: no, no. I, I, he's Not got Marec- an odd M- name,
1: Mareko Malmasi. Who? Mareko. Maybe. Is Mareko Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts. I don't know if he was on. For- I thought he was on Fortune Fire. I.
0: I follow the guy. I'll figure it out. But
1: Is he the guy uh, on Joe Rogan podcast? I don't know. Oh, okay.
0: I don't... I might get a Joe snippet here and there, but... Yeah. I don't follow Joe. No, me neither. I'm not one of his um, 30 million people. Yeah, not me. Yeah. Whatever it is. Oh. Uh, Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. But the guy's famous for his Damascus, and then he makes a short sword kind of design that he won Fortune Fire with. Oh, really? And I'd pay probably $2,500 for one of his. Oh, wow. Because his Damascus, in and of itself, is art. Yeah. Then his design is art. Then his craftsmanship, you know, it, it is multi-faceted art. Yeah, and, yeah. And he won't let something leave his shop at all unless it's his perfect.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um.
0: God, I wish I could remember his name.
1: So Mareco, he does mostly kitchen knives, and I don't know if he was actually on Forge and Fire or not, but he's probably the guy I think is. I don't know. He's got like a maybe two hundred thousand followers. I don't know. He's got a lot of followers. But um, famous for his Damascus, uh, he he's starting like this year, he's back into traveling around. He'll do some of these big shows like with Steve Schwarzer and some of these big names specifically on not how to make Damascus, but how to break down patterns in your head. So how to pre-design a damastic pattern and think through the steps. Like he's brilliant at that stuff. Like he'll come up, with, I want it to look like this. And so He'll walk it in reverse and be like, okay, if that's gonna be like this, then this stack has got to be like that, like that, and that and that. And it's just insane when you think about um the planning of Damascus. Like when I think if I ever decide I want to make Damascus, I'm just gonna put some stacks of steel together together and start swishing it and then, you know, make cut it and stack it and cut and stack it. But he's like, Oh, stack, like, okay, rotate this one on the bias. And I'm like, wow, whatever, that's crazy talk. But there's another gentleman, Princeton Forge works. Uh, I follow him. He follows me. He does some amazing. Have you heard of him? No. Okay, you should, uh, I would highly recommend you take a look at what he does. Um, He's incredible. Mostly, like, he'll do chef knives with, um, like, a forged handle, but with shapes that you've never seen before. Uh, let me just make sure it's Princeton um uh, yeah oh no prince works forge It's what it is so like, i had that all wrong and his damascus is unreal he'll do um they call it plug damascus so he'll have damascus and then he'll put like a round bar in the middle but that round bar is actually made of damascus and then squish that so you can see it. it's like it looks like water flowing around a rock in the middle of a creek and his his stuff is unreal man that guy is insane I think I don't know if he's on Forge and Fire or not, but yeah, I like his stuff. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh yeah I want I wanna I'd like to try making Damascus sometime soon I think San Mai would be cool. But yeah I got my forge all set up in my shop now so that's cool. Anytime I want I can heat stuff up. You know I want to start making like bowls and spoons and stuff like that. I don't know why. fun to try branching out something that's not just a knife. You see Prince. Yeah,
0: I want to really get back in there and get my stop set up. Danette is really on me about it right now. Yeah. Uh, she showed me a headline this morning that, oh, lumber prices are down. I'm like, yeah, but not the ones I need.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah.
0: Believe me, I look every other day. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's outrageous how expensive everything has gotten. It's crazy.
0: Well, the what I need for the walls in there are they used to be twenty four ninety nine or twenty four ninety five a sheet, mm-hmm. It's still in the seventy dollar range.
1: Oh wow, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's just. This is stupid, yo. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I... And then I started uh, uh, a tinfoil hat um, <clears throat> conspiracy theory started worming its way into my head the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. About uh, It's related to this worldwide uh part shortage Mm -hmm. and just electric pushing electric cars
1: so so what's this conspiracy
0: well as they say as these states and maybe even uh the feds go oh you have to have nothing but electric car new electric cars all new cars have to be electric by 2035, mm-hmm. right? Well, people are just going to buy uh, older cars before that, right? Mm-hmm. Grandfathered cars, as it were. Yeah. Just like people bought grandfathered equipment when diesel emissions became a thing
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yeah. Well, they can't use those old cars if they have no parts now, can uh,
2: they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting.
0: And and, and uh, because new cars are still getting rolled out. Yeah. Uh, and the parts for those new cars are still being made. Mm-hmm. Uh They might be getting here a little slower, but they're still being made. Yeah. TVs are still being made, you know. Widgets are still being made. Coffee cups are being made. Why not PCV valves, yeah? yeah. Radiators (laughs) or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, because there's a um, video I was watching, and then I didn't believe it, so I went and looked at looked it up myself on all the auto parts websites I could. I know of.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a it's a twenty fourteen vehicle and you can't get an alternator for it.
3: Hmm.
0: It's a pretty popular vehicle. And I'm like, no way, no way. Went online? Nope. Really? Um Salem Straub is who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. With Promethean knives.
1: Yes, he's cool. I, I don't follow... Or do I follow him? I don't know.
0: But his uh, handles and his Damascus are, you know, renowned.
2: But Yeah.
0: Might have one of his, but... Yeah. You know, just saying. There's a couple of other little makers I'd like to get, but the way they sell them, I'm never in the right place at the right time when they drop.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: You know... <laughs> Because, oh, you know, pre-order now. You go, as soon as they announce it on social media, I get the same notice as everybody else. I run on there, log on, closed. What?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a pain. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm mean, like, that, there's one guy who does, um, it's bags by Bird, and he makes bicycle bags. I think he's in Atlanta custom made like different bags for bicycles and he will uh, put a post on it's like like I think he does like one month batches he's like new batch dropping and so you order it and then he makes it after but he limits the orders every month and I'm like oh sweet got to check it out and like 3 hours after he puts this post on they're sold out I'm like oh man but they're also very expensive like no I don't know I think the yeah, one no, I want like is 350 smart if bucks
0: one man shop or two person shop and Mm-hmm. You know, all you can produce is this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally.
0: I don't know. It, no, You're never going to make everybody happy. No. no. You know, make more, make more, but you want them small batch quality. Well, I don't care. Make more, make more. Ugh. You know what and I you get? You make more, the people who bought them before get mad at you.
1: Yeah. You know what I get? I'm yeah. surprised how much I get. People will say, oh, I want to order one of these knives, and they'll ask some questions about the knife, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. It's like, okay, I think I'm gonna place an order. I'm like, okay, cool. And they'll come back, it's like, now, is there any way you'll do it for like $120? Because that's really all I can afford. I'm like, oh, you asshole. Like, literally, it's a $300 knife, and you, you, you spend like, I took a half an hour answering your questions, and now you're gonna do this? I'm like, nope. And then that's it, that's my email, nope. And then they come back like, "Please, I really want it. I'm a dad. I've got three kids, and this would just make me so happy. Is there any way you could, any way you could do it for 120 bucks?" I'm no, like, "No,
0: because I'm a dad with five kids, one in college. <laughs> pay <laughs> me." I know,
1: and that's what's just like, boop, and just, <laughs> and then like a couple of days later, they send an email or a DM with just question marks, and it's like, "No, dude, no. I'm not, I'm not even talking to you again. You're done."
0: You know what else I'm sick of, Zach? That just reminded me.
2: Let it out, Todd, let it out. Let no, it out. You,
0: you hear this story, right? Um, and it's supposed to be a sob story, but it sounds like what everybody goes through every day. Mm-hmm. How, why am I supposed to be all, sorry for you? And they're telling the story and they look around, they don't see the reaction they want. And then they add, and I'm a single mom. <laughs> and I've done this all on my own. I've accomplished everything. Oh, blah blah. I'm a single mom. <laughs> That's your problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
0: I identify as a single mom from here on out.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's funny. You had to wait for the bus for five minutes out in the rain. And I'm a single mom. Oh,
0: oh you God. poor thing. Thought, <laughs> I've never told this before. And I think my wife would be mad at me, but I'm just going to tell it. It was very recent. And a woman said i was a single mom as as her punchline to a complaint Mm
3: -hmm.
0: about something and i'm not part of this i'm just standing there and she's taking up my time because i'm behind her and i need to get out of there and she's like i'm a single mom i'm like well that's your problem and she turns around and she's like what (laughs) what did you say (laughs) said you said you're a single mother she's like that's right and i said that's your problem what do you mean i'm like hold on That's funny. If you were good enough to marry or kept your legs closed, you wouldn't be in this predicament. Yeah, yeah. And she flipped, and I'm just smiling.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I
0: said what I had to say. I was done.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right on.
0: I feel kind of bad about saying it. but I feel as bad about saying it as happy about being saying it. Middle of the road. Yeah. And if you've been there, you'd have known why I said it. But,
2: yeah. She needed um, it.
0: I mean, cause, and I've heard people say, other women, well, with that attitude, I can see why you're a single mom.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm not saying it's anything to be overly ashamed about, but it's not something, it's not a badge of courage.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: A badge of honor. They either, play it, you
1: know. It's a victim card they play for sympathy. Anytime somebody plays, yeah, you know, you know what? It's amazing. I, I think single moms are incredible. It's a lot of work, and you know, chances are, if there's kids involved and a husband and wife split, the likelihood is that the women are going to have to look after them, and that that is a tougher thing than what the dude does. I mean, now people argue well, the about
0: single dad.
1: Yeah, but generally, the single dad doesn't have to look after the kids. Sometimes I'm just saying basically. And if it is, then it's a it's a. Oh it's no a no no! I mean, the single
0: dad. That has custody of the child, yeah, yeah, the job, you know they, yeah. they've got, they're in the exact same place as a single mom.
1: Exactly. and massive respect for both of those people. but if either one of them start playing that as a victim card for sympathy that's what's like, no, shut up. Like, you know, I, I can start playing the, the victim card and I'm a white male, <laughs> really? because nobody nobody's disliked as, as much as us in, in much of our society right now. White male, I'm I'm branded with toxic masculinity, right? It's like oh, any, yeah. anytime anybody. I if, mean, if we're just
0: spewing done... toxicity right now.
1: Oh, we are, yeah. Anytime anybody does anything, like, we could all play victim card with something in our life, right? But then you look at some people who are like born with a really ill set of physical conditions and, Life's always just kept handing them a bunch of lemons and then they're just crushing it and they're happy because they're not playing the victim card. They're not focusing on the bad things. And anytime anybody says, oh, but I did this and uh, I did this. It's like, okay, you're just focusing on the negative in your life. And sorry, it doesn't impress me. You know, what would impress me more is if I, if I met you and you're a great person and then I found out, oh my word. Plus you've got like this physical condition and you're a single mom. Wow. That's incredible. You know, you you literally should get a, a badge of honor for the way you live your life, you know,
0: but. Hey, but you know what you don't hear?
1: What's that?
0: You know what? You know, I have this, I have that, blah, blah, and I'm a single dad.
2: No, it's true, yeah.
0: You don't hear the same bitching and whining from a <laughs> dude. I mean, a real dude. He has a top knot. He's going to say, I'm a single mom. <laughs> That's right.
3: That's right. Still.
0: And I look like an onion. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I have to tell you this. Uh, top knot. <laughs> the epitome of the just horrible top knot. I saw top oh. knot sitting on the top of the head. Of a bodybuilding midget.
1: No, Todd. Todd, why did you even have to go there? Oh, man.
0: (laughs) A muscle-bound dwarf with a top knot. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's the worst.
1: Yeah, and you had to bring it up. Thanks a lot.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Did I send a picture to you? No, no. Did I take a video of it in real time and send it? No, I didn't. Don't but you make, know who was telling me I should? <laughs>
1: Your wife. <laughs> Don't make me block you on my phone, Todd. <laughs>
0: my wife was telling me, "Oh man, you should take a video of that dude and send it to Jeremy." <laughs>
1: like
0: no. <laughs>
1: oh He's my man. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Blocked for life. <laughs> <clears throat> right on.
0: Uh, but, um, and the dude was hilarious.
3: Hmm.
0: I have to. It was hilarious. Because he did suffer from full dwarfism. Yeah. And he's a bodybuilder, but he can't do like anything above his head.
1: Huh. <laughs> I feel so bad for laughing.
0: So he was lifting the bar as far up as he could, and he like pop him in the forehead. <laughs> I'm like, I can sit here and watch this all day. And then he got all angry because <laughs> he he caught me out of the corner of his <laughs> eye just gawking.
1: Out every time he goes to lift it. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> What's that huge bump on your head? I was lifting. I'm just
0: thinking. His. Just think if he ever cleared that enormous Hulk forehead. Yeah. And then it would get stuck on a top knot. <laughs> But wow,
1: wow <laughs> looked like crazy. a little
0: bone through a pygmy head
1: <laughs> okay that's that was nuts. too
0: far i apologize <laughs>
1: it's, it's long past too far todd
0: <laughs> <laughs> i apologize right to all the pygmies i didn't mean that
1: yeah that's right
0: i didn't mean to bring you into this
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I should probably get to work. <laughs> we, we always end.
0: Just run, Jeremy, off the show, people.
1: No, we always uh, always uh, end up, oh, often we end up ending on a midget thing. <laughs> well, only lie. on short shows. Oh, short shows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, only a small percentage of the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you right there, Todd? I'm dying. <laughs> Right on. Cool man. Oh, this I was guess a good we'll show. Have to
0: talk again in a little while.
1: Ah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Don't be so short with me, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So bad. <laughs> They're not even. They don't even have to be funny. They're just cruel. Oh cancellation! Here we come. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Ah, well, that's a good one, man. I appreciate oh, it. Man. It's a nice nice, uh, generally chill conversation and kind of a, you know, dropped a couple truth bombs there that are going to offend half the world or 98% of it, but it's good.
0: I don't care. I, yeah, I, mean, I honestly, neither. I don't. Um, and if I get, I posted something and there was nothing wrong with it at all somebody asked me hey you know you post a lot of memes you know what if you got canceled i'd go do something else
1: mm-hmm.
0: more productive
1: yeah. than the internet i don't know yeah. yeah i'd print them off and tape them to signs
0: yeah i, I you know like we used to but <clears throat> mm-hmm. no i i wish i wasn't uh 54 or i had younger skin i want more tattoos yeah i mean just to bring that out of left field yep but i want to be i'm one of those guys that don't look it on i'm you know everyone who knows me knows i just look like a harmless little boy but i'm inside I want to be I want to have a knuckle tattoos like with words. Mm-hmm. I want to have a neck tattoo all the way up to my chin. Yeah. Um but you know I I, w- I was also smart enough to know people are small-minded most of them that do make those stamped judgments about people's appearance yeah. and I had a, you know profession to think about.
1: Yeah, that's full circle to where we started the conversation, hey. I
0: tried to clock them dollars, yo. Yeah, yeah. And, and I did. <clears throat> um, and if you tattoo older skin, they just don't look good.
2: Oh, really? I didn't know that.
0: Oh, I mean, you can still do it. but huh. um, It's like if you put a take a fountain pen and try to write on toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of bleeds. Everywhere.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to keep that in mind because if I want, I want more tattoos, <laughs> but maybe I should get on it as soon as I can. Make a rash decision here.
0: But. I just can't think of two four-letter words, uh, um, you know, that are nice for the public.
1: Uh, I would do um, on my right knuckles, love, and my left, hate. And then when I'm beating somebody up, I could be like, which one do you want? You want the hate or the love? The love hurts a little bit more. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> but Anyways, um, I should get to uh,
0: I guess I could put plan B, but. And yeah. then I'm left with three empty fingers. That's true. You know, plan A was trying to be nice to you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Cool. Well, I better jet. I got to whip into the city and grab some aluminum.
0: And get rid of two great Pyrenees.
1: Yeah, I'll go see what those stupid things are doing, if they're around.
0: You got a little air horn? Yeah,
1: I got that. And I got bear spray.
0: <laughs> oh, and you got your uh, megaphone.
1: <laughs> that's true, yeah.
0: Anyone missing a great Pyrenees?
1: I should have to do that.
0: How about two?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right on. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.
0: See you all later.